0: So I think that's just probably with decentralized, uh, open source uh, nature of ecosystem. What? bring slight like, kind like-minded people. And like us, as we are bootstrapped, so we kind of share probably similar mentality. Maybe that's why it's just so easy to, to talk. We never had like limitless financial resources, etc. So that's why we always had to, to, to navigate and treat people well, because that's the only way then people will treat you. And it's not about putting more money and buying everything. It's just, you know, making relationships.
1: Hey, Bob WP here. and Welcome to Woo Product Chat a Do The Woo podcast show. This show is brought to you by Weglot, who is known in the WordPress and WooCommerce space as a solution to help builders turn clients into multilingual shops at weglot.com and the dot store.com where you will find a variety of plugins to help you with that next client build. From extending products to custom shipping, they have you covered. I'll tell you more about our sponsors later in the show, but on Woo Product Chat, host Jonathan welcomes Redis Loris, co-founder of OmniSend, for today's chat. It's filled with insights as Redis shares his thoughts as himself and his team discover more and more about the WordPress and WooCommerce community. He starts by sharing his journey in the tech world, and how his digital marketing agency grew into a marketing automation tool. As he explores this community, he shares the importance of understanding the decentralized nature of the WordPress ecosystem. But I don't want to give it all away, so let's join the two of them.
2: Welcome to another episode of Do The Woo. I am your host today, Jonathan Wold, and with me is Redis Loris. It's, uh, It's great to have you. And you're joining us from Lithuania, correct? Uh, and for those who don't know, uh, it's a it's a fantastic country. And what do you, do you describe as like the Baltic States? Is that the yeah? How do you describe that region of Europe? Yeah, that's usually how people uh, call
0: ourselves, together with Latvia and Estonia. So three states, and basically just mainly it's because of our uh, common history, as all three of us were occupied by by Soviet Union. Not that many years ago, so, and then we got independence more or less at the same time, so and so we kind of fight it together for our independence uh, peacefully fight it or almost peacefully.
2: yeah, I had the pleasure of visiting uh, Lithuania for the first time a couple of weeks ago, so you and uh, your team there were fantastic hosts and was learning about the history, and uh, one of the things that I thought was uh, was pretty remarkable is that you yourself were part of what they called like the, the Baltic wave back when you uh, you were a child, right? yeah that's correct yeah i was at at the age of six
0: yeah so Baltic way was something like unique absolutely unique that two million people across three countries uh, made a human chain like no gaps uh through the roads uh, mainly through roads etc but like two to three nations two million people many many kilometers like when then the standing human chain that's the way we expressed our our willingness to to get independence back
2: it was incredible i got to go to uh, one of the museums there and see just a bunch of the pictures and references so that was pretty incredible and for those who haven't uh, been yet although it's still really early you know there are plans to explore like a word camp baltics at some point in the future so if that happens uh, i hope p- folks get a chance to to come out and see it for themselves it's pretty it's incredible part of the world yeah correct correct
0: and definitely we will we will invite everyone to, to visit lithuania for that occasion and uh, yeah it's going to be either lithuania or, or baltics that's that's what we're aiming at but as we all know like from meetup to to regional work camp it, it takes a little bit of time but um, i think we uh we have this uh, idea and of course as, as always it takes a little bit of time but i have no doubts one day we will organize this event
2: that's that is fantastic so You've had a a long storied history in the world of technology. Before we talk about OmniSend, WordPress and WooCommerce, I'd love to just dig a bit into your own background. When uh what uh where did when did you first get started in the world of technology? What was that origin like for you? <laughs>
0: Oh, that was absolutely accidental. Back in the days, I was studying political sciences, to be honest, and diplomacy. And uh, one friend of mine, he just like made a call and said, "Look, I have an idea. Let's do business." And I was at the age of twenty-ish, uh, twenty twenty-one, something like this. So I didn't know much about uh, neither business nor technology. I was not, I was not one of those like tech geeks who spent uh, hours and hours, you know, on uh, ICQ, etc., or Merck. Uh, playing a games computer. And I was like, yeah, into the computers, but not like very deep. And I was not like tech person per se. So, but then I said, yeah, why not? So like more kind of from a business side, that's how I ended up in the technological world from a business side. And I was like, okay, why not? I don't know much, but but let's do Sounds Adventures. I love adventures, uh, let's do it. And uh, yeah, that's how we established our first company. And uh, back in the days, I hope some of our listeners remember those days when we had feature phones prior to smartphones, yeah. <laughs> and the polyphony melody or or colorful screensaver was the thing, you know. And that was you have to to send text messages, so that was like this early days internet protocol um, called the WAP uh, prior to proper internet on on your phones, etc. So, yeah, so basically that's what we did at that company. So I would not say that we succeeded a lot. I mean, we employed ourselves, but the, the still kind of was a small business, but that was the first first uh, company uh, I, I, I co-founded. And uh, at the same time, that was already a technological company. So since then, since then I, I had multiple companies and the most majority of those were somehow related to, mainly would say digital marketing, because uh, uh, yeah, and uh, um, what, what OmniSend is, is, is now is like a third started attempt. I failed twice prior to the OmniSend and uh, the OmniSend itself is a spinoff from digital marketing agents. So basically we work like coding websites, uh, uh, running uh, digital marketing campaigns on behalf of our customers and just basically selling human hours. Uh, but But we had kind of a dream to have co-founder to make a product. And that's how we... Uh, Ended up uh, building
2: what Atomisent is now. Oh, first version of it back in the days. So, I'm curious this uh, this political science background into technology. What was the what was your original like interest in political science? Like where did that come from?
0: Uh, That's a very good question. I'm not sure, but I since 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 uh, the age I would say 14, 15, I was really engaged into. Uh, various non-governmental activities, like student activities, etc. Like where uh, I used to be, the the the, the, the leader of uh, Lithuanian school, uh, children union, etc. Back in the days, And it was kind of very interesting, and there were the days when I, or the years when I missed half of my lessons at school. So my, my teachers didn't admire that too much, but I, I'm really I'm really happy that my parents supported and some of the, the principal of the school supported uh, those activities etc so I think that that was um, a really great environment that l- teached me a lot of things about life more than just sitting in, a, uh, in the lessons and and, and learning um, some facts which, which are important I mean I, I, I think that you know uh, lessons are important school is important but uh, those activities outside the school is equally important when you are at yeah the experience yeah experience if you want on, on the like young age uh, it learns you to to organize things to to negotiate like uh, management skills uh, discussion skills etc etc so from there, it seemed like very natural that, okay, maybe it makes a lot of sense to to become a politician because I was heavily involved in et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I, to be honest, uh, since the age of, I don't know, 17 to the age of 20. So I was really thinking those, those years that I would like to become a politician, but I ended up in
2: business and there's nothing I regret. So I'm curious with that initial background and interest and then transitioning to the world of technology, have you found that helpful? Have you found application from that early interest into to what you do today, uh, absolutely. So, and I th- I think one of the things that, uh, especially founders of
0: the companies, uh, tech- technology companies, a lot of them are coming from very technological background and their personalities. I'm more introvert, and that's fine. But the, the the big challenges we have is really public speaking, appearance in front of uh, your own organization, of your own teammates, uh, appearance in front of uh, big stages that you have to represent your your company, etc. And I think it's a very important part, especially once organization is getting bigger. Uh, you as a, as a, as a founder, uh, you as a CEO, you you have to communicate as if you are communicating uh, to to. The masses, let's call it. Yeah, it's not 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 anymore that to work for people, always in the same kitchen, knowing each other, et etc. You have to make presentations. You have to make them smoothly. You have to inspire people, etc. So, I I would say those are the skills that I learned in
2: uh, in, in university in a completely
0: different uh,
2: uh, field, which is political science. One thing that surprises people, I think, when you take something as big as WordPress and its its decentralized nature and just the uh, the complexity of it being a volunteer-driven project. There's a lot that's not technology that's relevant to to b- being successful in an ecosystem like this. When when did WordPress and like open source first come into your radar? You didn't have the tech background, uh, so I like when did when did it first come across you to you? So, uh, like yeah, quite you know, fifteen years ago. or So. I
0: don't have this very specific date, but basically once, once, uh, once uh, after first failed startup, uh, we ended up having team of tech people, engineers, designers, etc. And that's how we start. Uh, how, that's how I started the digital marketing agency, and uh, and then, then basically that's that's uh, where we met WordPress for the first time. WordPress was mainly that. There was still quite early days for WordPress as well. So mainly it was for, for for blog websites, et cetera. But blogs were like super popular and everybody was willing to have a blog. I'm sorry, those days. So um so that's where we met, and of course our customers were requesting WordPress, and there was a lot of discussion, and back in the days like Joomla was still very popular, etc. And then WordPress was competing to 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 Joomla, like really head-to-head, et cetera. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of a first uh, first, uh, touch and and first meeting with
2: WordPress. So quite long years ago. You have the digital marketing agency background. You're working with WordPress. Um, When when does WooCommerce and sort of the e-commerce side of things first come into the radar for you?
0: Yeah, so here is kind of like really uh, heavily attached to the to Omnisend. And this is really what what Omnisend is, is and what what I do in, in life, and what we do. So basically, Omniscent is a marketing automation tool for for e-commerce for those who sell online. So very organically, um, as anyone can use us to send emails, send SMS messages, web push notifications. But the highest value we create are those who sell online. It, it uh, those are Physical goods like re- online retail, or it could be, um, it could be bookings. Yeah, if you are a dentist or if you are a hairdresser, etc. And you, you you have online booking tools, etc. So how to communicate with your existing customers, and that's 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 how like WooCommerce and e naturally come into play. So basically, because we create the most of the value for those who sell online, and the vast majority of those who sell online uh, on WordPress, we use WooCommerce yeah there are other platforms as, as um North commerce uh, or plugins as North Commerce as ShoeCart, etc., but still definitely who is uh, has the biggest stake so yeah for sure so yeah so the first iteration once we just launched omnis and this we are around like nine years old as a company, so uh we made the first integration around I would say seven years ago with woocommerce um uh, then there was a pause for a while as we focused uh, on
2: other ecosystems way more, um, like e-commerce ecosystems. But yeah, so let's let's talk about that because I'm I'm really interested. So you start out as a digital marketing agency, right? And you see these needs uh, firsthand, and and then ultimately you decide to go into the marketing automation side of things. And you already know the WordPress space. You you're aware of sort of WooCommerce and what's going on. And then you see so Shopify is where you've had the most success to date, right? And you you have this sort of choice where two very different types of ecosystems and clear benefits and trade-offs to both, right? So you focus on Shopify for you as a founder early on, what what made that choice clear? Like cuz you could you could go, yeah, please
0: it was only one criteria basically, because uh, at the very beginning we launched we launched integrations with uh, nine platforms, e-commerce platforms, including um, WordPress Vu, uh, including Shopify, others, and there was just organic traction. That was like one single indicator, and due to the to the to the nature of the. Of the system, like, and what we understand now, what we did not understand back in the days, that like in WordPress, it takes a bit long. And like, Shopify was just really new kid on the block, it was like very shiny, everybody was talking about them, etc., etc., and they just got a lot of publicity. And that's what helped us to, to, to accelerate as well. On top of that, what is different that on Shopify, like, their app store is a really great source of, of new installs and new customers. Uh, it's a really great customer acquisition channel by itself, which is not like one hundred percent the case in WordPress ecosystem. Yeah, so you have to, to to use other 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 channels to 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 get customers, uh, community uh, familiar with your product. What value can you create? How do you operate? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So, um, so back in the days for the new company, just you know having this organic traction coming through App Store was just a great solution for us. Uh, because at that day, so we are up until today, we are a bootstrap company, so we have never raised any 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 funding, institutional funding. Yeah, we've got like s- few business angels, but but uh, not, 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 not no institutional investors, etc. So um, so we always had to be very conscious about about our spend and then to be very effective. And you know, this organic traction coming from uh, from App Store, that's what was the single criteria for us to focus on on Shopify ecosystem. Uh but yes, and since since then things have changed a lot and of course we understand more way more about the marketing, about how how to present yourself uh, outside the, the, the app stores or plugin stores, marketplaces, et cetera.
2: So when you, you had that initial you built like nine different integrations, because uh, obviously you're wanting to reach your customers where they are, you're seeing the traction pick up on Shopify. So you made you fo- you focused on that. What are, are there any highlights that stand out to you from like what you learned over those next couple of years working within the Shopify ecosystem? Mm-hmm. So there were two platforms that uh, stood out. Uh, it was Shopify and BigCommerce.
0: Uh, so by their origins, they are very similar. And I know that BigCommerce now is even like working on something that uh, with WordPress, yeah, that you could, could run uh, your online store uh, on WordPress with B-Commerce in the background, yeah, something like this. So, but yeah, but uh, back in the days, they were really the biggest competitor of Shopify, and they were competing again head to head. But uh, Shopify took off, and B-Commerce somehow stayed like as a number two, number three player. I don't know, but they didn't did not did not grow as as fast and as much as uh, Shopify did. So, uh, what were the lessons? So basically, like. Um, uh, for quite many years, Shopify was really operating operating as like independent ecosystem, and uh, and there were a lot of like freedom of 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 of, of different players. But uh, at some point, they start prioritizing some of the players a bit more than 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 others. And of, I mean, so we are, our main competitor is Klaviyo. There's nothing to 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 hide here. And as they 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 uh, they went to IPO, they went public. Um, Recently, like a few months ago, so uh, they kind of disclosed that Shopify owns 11% of them. So very um, commercial relationship, and that uh, explained us a lot why uh, why why they were so prioritized within the Shopify. And different to 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 WordPress ecosystem, which is really decentralized, and there are a lot of different players within this ecosystem. Yeah, and then you can build different relationship with organizations, with people, etc. In Shopify is very centralized. So basically, there is a small group of people making the most important decisions. So either they favor you or they do not favor you. So that's that's the that's kind of the difference that we see from Shopify and. And and WordPress, so uh, both are great ecosystems, really. Both are worth being, and for any SaaS company, would recommend really to to uh, to to explore both of them. But but yeah, they they are a different origin, and they they have a different
2: uh, rules of the game, I would say. So with the WordPress ecosystem, you have that early experience, right? You got to sort of watch it. You have from that digital marketing background. You had the early experience with WooCommerce. Quite a bit of time has transpired since you've learned a lot uh, from the time that you spent in Shopify and Big Commerce's ecosystem, and looking at the others. As you look back on WordPress's growth, the growth of the project and the ecosystem from when you first sort of came into now, are there anything, anything that stands out to you? Anything that, uh, yeah, anything in particular that stands out from, from the arc of that time? So I would say like ecosystem is, 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 is
0: way more mature. And the project is way more mature. So, uh, as I mentioned, kind of like the first first time we I met the commerce, so I had an opportunity to work. Um, I'm not a developer myself, but just basically start building websites. So basically, that was kind of bloggers focused and text text heavy focused. Yeah. So now on WordPress, you can run any website you are willing any store, complex store. I know that just WooCommerce just launched like their point of sale system. So what does that mean? That they're taking it offline as well. So basically you can really run complex business cases. So WordPress with all the plugins, all the ecosystem is covering very the most complex business cases in the world. So that's I think is the main the main difference, yeah. Just from 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 like Monish, and even once we launched our first integration with uh, with Omniscent back in the days, that was kind of more uh, more uh, we like in capabilities was more narrow, and I think that's where with Shopify uh, was was doing bad at that time. Uh, but uh, but since then, like a lot of things have changed. Yeah, WooCommerce was acquired. I think WooCommerce was still independent, maybe at, at the time, or that was just around the time of acquisition. Uh, yeah, so, um, and the day. So, uh, uh, yeah, so kind of the, the ecosystem matured a lot. I think the WordPress became way more robust, and uh, WooCommerce, or all and other offers that to run your know, either online stores or to run subscription businesses, etc. back in the days, we did not exist at all. Like seven years ago, et cetera, they were like super small. And now we really see the, 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 the good solutions, good, good, good plugins that really help uh, any
2: kind of business to, to to be run on WordPress. So that's the main difference, I would say. Let's, let's dig a little bit into OmniSend as an organization, your focus. So marketing automation is at the sort of the heart of it and workflows and this e-commerce focus. What, what's how would you describe your ideal customer? Like, what's the type of business that you're sort of best suited to to serve? So it's small to medium sized businesses uh, that sell something
0: online. Yeah. So it could be, as I mentioned, digital physical goods like physical goods for online stores. It could be digital goods like bus tickets or songs or creative products. It could be even even uh, bookings. Those who are who are uh, like uh, hair salon, hairdressers, uh, dentists, other, other 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 medical clinics, etc. That that have uh, solutions on WordPress in this case, or any other solutions um, to 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 make bookings online and to make payments online. So basically, those all kind of customers that uh, ideal customers for us, and that's where we create the most of the value. Why do we create this value for them? Because we. Uh, Due to our deep integration, we synchronize a lot of customers' data. And based on that data, we help to run uh, campaigns, automated campaigns, manual campaigns to segments, specific segments. And what does that mean? That basically each of the customers is receiving fewer messages, but those messages are way more relevant. And they are way more uh, accepted uh, with joy. Yeah, it's you know advertising, advertising. We still are in that space. of, oh, you advertise to people. Advertisement is bad. Come on, but we all consume. We all buy products, and there are brands that we hate. There are brands that we love, and uh, as as consumers, and uh, and and that's fine. So we basically help our customers to to to, to become those loved brands uh, because we help them to uh, send less advertising messages with a way more relevant content. And, uh, and from the, our customer side, from, from e-commerce business side, it's again very beneficial because, uh, because, because uh, just conversions are way better.
1: Weglot is known as an industry standard in the WordPress space to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. And as a supporter of the WooCommerce community, they are not only helping with the language barrier of Woo shops around the world, but they are also global sponsors in the WordPress ecosystem. With this sponsorship, they continue to build long-lasting relationships and make new connections with the community and with you, the Woo Builders. So kudos to Weglot for this larger support to the ecosystem and make sure at the next event you attend to find them and say hi. And you can always learn more about Weglot by simply going to their site, weglot.com. In some instances, you want a plugin that brings you several features that you need. Other times you need something simpler. You need a plugin that does one thing and does it very, very well. With Jetpack, you have both options. Now you can customize your client's need with your choice of seven individual plugins. Now we are talking backup CRM security performance video hosting social sharing and search each one of them doing what it should do with your client site so i suggest you head over to jetpack.com and get what you need when your client needs it and watch for more individual plugins coming from jetpack as they are released throughout this year
2: So one of the challenges that I've found with marketing automation uh, is, is this, it can be quite overwhelming, especially for small businesses to get started, where if you just hand them a bunch of tools, it's like, well, what do we do with this? Like if you're handed, like similar to like authoring content in WordPress, if you're just handed a blank screen, it can be quite intimidating. Like, where do you start, right? This is a challenge that agencies often face when they're working with customers where, all right, just give us your content. And the customer's like, I don't know. So for you, when you have built this whole suite of tools, you have all this experience. How do you handle that challenge for small businesses when they're like, "Okay, we want automation, we want this type of stuff," but like, oftentimes they don't know where to start. How do you guys think about that? Yeah, Jonathan. So
0: you pointed very, very good, good, uh, good aspect here. So, um, and as we focus on SMB, small. To medium-sized businesses. I mean, so some of those small businesses. I really like micro businesses. It's just a one-man show, and there is a person who just uh, is good in, in doing something, uh, and then started selling online. So what does that mean? That that this person is is coding a little bit and just launched the WordPress store, installed WooCommerce, and installed Omnis. And as you say, so what's next? So because. Because of this focus, there are kind of two great values of Omniset. So we always keep the learning curve very flat. And what does that mean? That we have a lot of presets built for you. So to start communicating with your customers, you can write no single line of text, no single image to be uploaded. There is kind of a lot of just an example. Yeah, we, we we extract the brand assets from your website. Your logo, your color, your your fonts, etc., and we apply it to, to the templates already. Of course, you can you can uh, edit them if you will, but but you can just use like this. Yeah, there is kind of the copy. There are there are best practices embedded into the product. So all the segments, uh, automation workflows based on our customers. All of our customers' experience and what works the best of industry best practices, etc. It's all embedded into the product, so the learning curve is very flat. And with a few clicks of a dongle, you can start utilizing marketing automation and never end up, as you say, in this blank canvas. Dead end. That oh, oh, I don't know what to do. So it's kind of one thing. Another, another, another angle. We we. Uh, Always keeping like our prices more affordable in comparison to the main competitors in marketing automation field. So again, it's kind of a focus uh, to SMBs, and our bootstrap origin allows us to do that. And I think it's very important for small businesses to have an affordable solution, and uh, and 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 have it very simple to start using. And of course, once you advance, once your team grows. Uh, you, you, you have more sophisticated needs. We cover those as well, but but the learning curve is very flat.
2: So I want to touch on the the service industry side of things. So WordPress, one of the big parts of the WordPress ecosystem is the service providers, freelancers, agencies, because WordPress on the one hand is highly flexible. There's a ton that you can do with it. On the other, it can be pretty overwhelming for folks to figure out how to navigate all that. So They're often working with a service provider to sort of make that happen. So how how do you think about the world of service providers? So on the one hand you've done all this work to have good defaults and no code needed to get started. Where do the service providers come into your thinking in in through sort of the customer lifecycle?
0: Yeah, so uh for as we like once we are getting back to this ecosystem, we were never like a very, sta- very well established in WordPress ecosystem. So we, I would say, we are still quite quite new here. Uh, that's how we consider ourselves. So, so outside WordPress, uh, relationship with agencies, uh, freelancers is very very important part of our business. So that's what we do. So basically, we we have this uh, agency partner program, and it's not kind of affiliate program, but we help agencies to. There are two things, basically. So we help agencies to, to better sell their services, like providing some expertise, know-how, um, various um, researches that we provide. Okay, so uh, what is good, like benchmark, open rates, click rates, conversion rates, etc. What what what? Okay, What is success, what is not success, this Black Friday. So basically that's what the agencies or freelancers are being asked by their customers. Uh, although maybe you are more engineered, we would like to to, to develop a website but but your customer is willing to get get a bit more holistic uh, knowledge from you and This is what we help our partners to really to, to simplify and to have I mean you should not sometimes you can be an expert in marketing automation, but you maybe could not be an expert in marketing automation, but certain level of knowledge and understanding will really help you to sell your services. So that's what we do. That's what we do, and that's what we support our partners with. Uh, on the other hand, actually, what we expect from the partners, so really to 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 drive customers to us, and uh, there is there is uh, uh, like commercial relationship as well as we do have revenue sharing for uh, for all the uh, agencies for 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 freelancers, and we really have like long lasting relationship with them. So. Outside outside, what commerce is very very important part for 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 our for our growth with the relationship with agencies and partners, and that's what
2: we uh, would like to establish here at uh, at WordPress ecosystem as well. Yeah, that's one of the things that that we find works best in the space is when you can focus on aligning incentives. So, for instance, you helping the service providers by giving them insights and information that they might not easily have access to on their own, so that they're able to help their customers by giving best practices and, and guidance, right? Like that's especially because you have that small business focus. And then on the back end, being able to align incentives because those agencies will often be the front line for those customers, right? They'll call them up and to be able to have Omnicent as a partner. I like that you guys are taking that approach. Now you've mentioned a few times, so you're you're new to the WordPress space. Obviously you're not new to WordPress as an ecosystem, but in terms of a focus for the company, you're now putting energy into that and how's that experience been for you so far? Like you've uh, you've went to, I know that you went to one of uh, your first WordCamps here recently. W- what's that been like for you sort of stepping into the space?
0: It's amazingly welcoming. That's my experience, really. It's the ecosystem is, is, is really like welcoming and really, really open and people are really friendly. And to be honest, I've I've heard some rumors that, you know, there are some like politics in, in WordPress ecosystem, et cetera. We have not faced it yet maybe, or maybe we'll never face. I just know, maybe you just, uh, if you come openly to, to the people, if you don't pretend what you are not and they openly tell who you are, et cetera, maybe that's what you get. So, so far is only the, 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 the best impressions and, and really the best experience so far. And uh, and we really start working already, like partnering with for some other plugins, with for hosting companies, et cetera, et cetera. So, um it's it's really, really, really great uh, ecosystem. And like, uh, yeah, Workcamp US was just a really great event. Met a lot of people and, and everybody was seemed to be really willing to, to help you to, to understand, to, to navigate, etc. As you know, everyone wants you uh once you are new and putting like uh, just more effort, as you said, yeah. Technical integration is already for a while. Yeah, but just this, 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 this really getting, getting to, to be a part of the ecosystem is really ta- it really takes time. Even kind of now we, we understand the the, the, the the nature of the ecosystem and would like to, to to sponsor uh contributors to, to WordPress project, etc. So there really again there's a lot of help from from different players within the ecosystem to find to find, uh, find ways the, the the main the main pain points, etc. And the where we as a company or our our colleagues, individuals, can create the most the most value for the ecosystem.
2: So you describe. I love hearing that. You describe the ecosystem as welcoming. Um, you see a clear alignment of value for for you as a business and the customers that you want to serve in the space. Um, why Why do you think that is? So it's a, it's a mature space at this point, twenty plus years old. For for you as someone like, given your like political science background, given the experience that you've had in other ecosystems as well. What are, Why do you think WordPress is welcoming in sort of the way it is today?
0: Oh, that's a very difficult question. I think it's kind of decentralized nature probably. And I think it's just like people who who admire freedom and just relationship because, you know, probably this decentralized nature. And again, I, I, that's just my, my guess and my assumptions, yeah? From okay. initial initial impression. So I would say probably uh, highly likely that those people who are engaged in this ecosystem, they are that kind of people, yeah. Because it's more about giving and understanding. Then I will get, of course, something in return. But I have to be giving. It's not about just getting, 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 getting for me, for me, for me, for me. Um, so I think that's just, uh, just probably with decentralized, uh, open source uh, nature of ecosystem. What, what brings like kind, like minded people. And and you know, like us, as we are bootstrapped, so we were never we we kind of share probably similar mentality maybe that's why it's just so easy to to talk we were never we never had like limitless financial financial resources etc so that's why we always had to, to, to navigate and treat people well because that's the only way then people will treat you well and it's not about you know putting more money and buying everything it's just you know making relationship
2: yeah that, that's it's a good point like one of the ways that we talk about it with like that we talk about this is this concept of shared ownership and it's this idea that because it's open source like in in a proprietary platform we can all enjoy the benefits and i do the same i encourage if a startup like is focusing on e-commerce for instance and your customers are on shopify awesome go there and serve them that's that's important to do at the end of the day though that is shopify's playground and they're going to do whatever they're going to do they're going to invest in whoever they want to invest in they're going to create whatever commercial relationships they want to Whereas in the WordPress space, because it's open source, I think there's this recognition of shared ownership that the more, the, and this is like for us, and uh, I, I've had the, I've been doing this do the woo thing for a while. It's always great to see someone coming into the space. And it's not just because I think you're right. There is this sort of shared values and this, uh, we, we value freedom and choice and we like that and seeing that in others. There's also this recognition, though, that the more success that a company like Omnisend has in the space, the better that we all are for it because of this idea of shared ownership. So, I know that's that's been our best take so far because I think it's a good question: like, why is it still growing? Why does it work? And I think it's the open source nature combined with the decentralized aspect of it that leads companies, whether they're conscious of it or not, to recognize that oh, this is ours too. We can kind of do what we want with it. agree. agree. I think that's, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll it be interesting. So I'm curious now for you as a company, you, you have this background, you're, you're now coming into the space and, and I want to just call out because I've had the chance to observe you guys. Um, there's a lot of things that we've, we as really appreciate that you've been doing well, you've taken careful interest in like code quality and just the standards process and preparing the integration that you guys have up on WordPress.org. You've been attending community stuff. You've been getting involved. You guys are sponsoring Do the Woo, which we think is fantastic. For for um, for folks coming into the space, like what what are some of the I don't know, some of the lessons that you've learned? Some of the the guidance that you would offer. I know that you're still early to this, but you've already you're already learning things in the process. So if another SaaS is thinking about the WordPress space, just based on the experience you've had so far today, what guidance would you offer them? Uh, so probably kind of like to what you emphasize as well. Probably to understand the, the decentralized
0: uh, nature of WordPress. Uh, it's it's very important. It's one thing, and then another thing. I would say like uh, what what they what they face from the early days and the advice that were given by by many folks and by you as well is really like just uh, you know. In other ecosystems, usually, if they're closed ecosystems, so money is the main asset, there, basically, because you either have to convince a very small group of people that you are the best to partner with, or you just need to know them, those people from, like, whatever, your school days or so. Um, so that's kind of more more kind of that lobbying, I would say, that it's you know, fewer transparency, etc., and just very, very narrow group of people. And uh, on the other hand, what does that mean? That basically this, this uh, if there is no kind of personal relationship, so basically this is just a purely uh, very pragmatical financial conversation from the very beginning till the very end. So I think uh, that uh, in in WordPress ecosystem, there is way more um, idealism, I would say, and like willingness to really to, to, to build a better internet. And I think it's just again coming from the origin as, as when Matt uh, you know, like coded to WordPress for the first time back in the days. Yeah, so just uh, willing to improve and make internet better. So, and of course we are business ourselves. Yep, we are for profit. And yeah. in this ecosystem, there are a lot of people who are for for profit. Yeah, either you are service provider, engineer, uh, run hosting, boutique yeah. boutique agency. Yeah, we all are willing to earn. Money to 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 feed our families, uh, start to to earn our salaries, to, to to be successful. But at the same time, I think there is there is that that, that aspect that really like uh, contributing t- to to the better internet is uh, is what is WordPress is really about. So I think to understand it uh, early and not to try to to buy with money, I think is, is very important.
2: Yeah, I, I love that, and that's it's a, it's a subtle thing, and it's like if you're not paying attention. You can walk into the space and it's like, oh, cool. Okay. So we just need to like, if you compare it directly to a centralized ecosystem, so to something closed, then it's like, okay, well, where do we have to, who do we have to pay to get traffic? And it's like, it doesn't work like that here. And then you, if you show up to a WordCamp for the first time and you're comparing that experience to these, uh, these other sort of for-profit conferences, it can be very different. And that takes some adjusting and getting used to. And uh, yeah, I appreciate what I've observed—the of approach that you guys have taken to sort of step in, ask questions, being curious. Uh, so, uh, as you look at the future, if you think about the next couple of years in the WordPress WooCommerce space, what are some of the things that that you're looking forward to, uh, or or concerns that you have, just either side of it?
0: Yeah, so definitely kind of like now, initial initial steps. What we're doing, we are, we do understand that, like ecosystem play, and in each ecosystem, like you have to be. You have to create value for our customers. Yeah, so we have no doubt so for those who sell online, we, we create uh, value. Just if, if, if they use Omnisend as uh, a marketing automation tool in comparison to other generic email service or SMS service providers, we create way more value. We have convinced that multiple times, including in, in WordPress ecosystem, et cetera. But uh, what is very important as well to be integrated within the ecosystem. So and this is still the the, the, the missing piece uh, uh, with us that if someone is using uh, WordPress WooCommerce and some loyalty plugin or forms plugin, uh, if they are integrated with Formly this is very convenient for the customer because then you have all the da- data exchange. It's, it just works seamlessly, etc. So, um, so that's and in other ecosystems we have like one hundred. Forty integrations or so. So in WordPress, we have this way, way fewer of those. So that's a big focus for us to create this seamless experience for for all of our customers. And like integration, integration with other plugins, with
2: other solution providers is like the, the top focus now for us. So I'm curious to unpack that a bit more because one of the one of the benefits of WordPress is that we have all this choice and options, right? But one of the challenges that end users very quickly face is that stuff just doesn't really work together. And because we have all this freedom, which we love, there there aren't really sort of shared standards. It can kind of be all over the board. So for you as an organization, how do how is how do you think about that process? Like you see that you want to be where the customers are. You want to you mentioned forms plugins. That's a great example. How do you currently think about builders? Are another good example. How do you think about that process? Um, or, or or how has that been for you? Have you noticed any challenges? I know it's early, but like in this sort of decentralized space where people can kind of do what they want, is that been pretty straightforward? Or are you finding it challenging? How do you think about that process of creating these integrations? Yeah, so actually, that's that's what we're working now on, and uh, the, the 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 the
0: question we have and we have to answer right now is like, I mean, we have to expand our existing uh, plugin. To support all of those integrations, basically we have three choices now on the table, and we are evaluating all of those. And they, all of them have pros and cons. So first, the first choice. Second choice is really to to build uh, plugins uh, for for the groups. Let's say all the forms, all the website builders, all the loyalty programs would be integrated, and you basically have like form build like form builder to omniscient one plugin a lot of form builders that are being supported in that way or with the preferred options to, to to really build many one-to-one integrations in many different plans so that's what we are considering now so and if, if if the listeners have any advice maybe maybe you did something maybe you learned some lessons in the hard way and you have any advice I really would would love to get those advices and then maybe no don't do this
2: go that path et etc yeah. So, um, so this is the, the stage we're currently at. Yeah. So I think this is an important moment too. And I, I want to e- echo the same for anyone listening. So, uh, this, there isn't a, a clear cut from my observation, best practice for how this gets done in our space right now. So yes, it is mature, but in it's mature in terms of its sort of growth and the depth that it has, but there's, What I would describe, there's quite a bit of work to still be done on in these categories. I would describe as like professionalizing how we do the work in the space, and so we're not going to lose the the benefit of the freedom. Yet it's challenging for someone. This is what I've observed for someone coming in, like okay, what what do we do? How do we we want to work with all these different plugins, for instance? But they all have different ways of doing things. So uh, it's a lot of work, and I just want to encourage anyone listening that. Yeah, if there, if you're in that space, especially in WooCommerce, what I'm hearing from from you, Redis, is this openness to feedback and wanting to figure out, okay, what's the best way to do this to serve the customers, and uh, and it's going to take some work. It's going to take conversations, talking to the products, and ultimately, you have to do what's best for your customers. So you think about the customer experience part of it. And what I'm excited about as an observer is, I think there's a lot of opportunity to improve, like how this gets done, to make it more efficient, to make it easier to bring more, more products on board so that you can serve those same customers together. I appreciate that you guys are putting the work into it and uh, I'm looking forward to a follow-up in a year or so when we can, okay, how has that been going? Because I think this is one of the barriers to other software a service providers coming into our space. They come to this point and they see that it's not uniform, it's not standardized and it can be pretty overwhelming. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that you guys have been putting the effort into figuring that out and for those listening I just encourage them to to follow up what is the just on that thread specifically what's the best way if someone's interested in learning more about Omnisend and exploring like an integration what should they do yeah so um omnisend.com probably that's that's the first source
0: uh, yeah and personally my my email is at OmniSend.com. so really willing to to catch with everyone up with everyone up and uh, like for agencies for other partners so it's just omnisem.com slash partners uh, so this is this is a dedicated landing page for 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 service providers for for other plugins etc so basically you can you can register there and then basically different, different teams will reach out to you and we'll see how can we work together so um, yeah, so that's, that's what I would invite. And really, if you have any experience, so please drop me a message, uh, visit our website. Let's, let's connect and let's work together. And, uh, and uh, Yeah, so this is kind of like, again, uh, being, being new. So really, really willing willing to, to explore those opportunities to work. And we are already in the conversations with some companies, uh, some like... Now, now the, 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 the initial focus is mainly on the website builders and the uh, and, uh, forms, Forms, it makes like a lot of sense for our customers because, you know, you, you, can, you can do some marketing, you can communicate with your existing customers if you only have their contact data. So basically forms is just very, very natural, very natural like step, initial step for us. So um, if, if, you have, if you have a form, plugin if you are a website builder. So we're really open to to to, to, to talk, to, to find ways to work together on the initial stage. And of course, from there, we will go more in depth as like there are a lot of loyalty solutions, payment solutions, uh, UGC, like you generated content. It makes a lot of sense. And we know it from other ecosystems that to have all those integrations, it really creates a seamless experience uh, for the customers and it creates value for the customers if they really integrate that. And then we provide the best experience event for their end customers. And uh, that's how we can, you know,
2: earn more. Well, we we appreciate the value that you've been bringing uh, to your customers. And we're happy to see you guys coming into the space. Looking forward to watching as that develops. Uh, it was great to see you guys at WordCamp and looking forward to seeing you at the next, so. In Asia, we'll meet Asia. Yes, WordCamp Asia, that's correct. So we'll, we'll look forward to seeing OmniSend there. Thank you. Likewise, thanks for inviting.
1: Well, I would say that Redis really understands this ecosystem and what powers it. Him and his team have built quite the product, and I'm anxious to watch them grow with our community. And I'd also like to thank OmniSend as our newest sponsor here at Do The Woo. Plus, I cannot go without thanking sponsors of this show, Weglot, and The Dot Store for their support of our community and our efforts So another Woo product chat in the airwaves and we'll see you next time. So keep on doing the Woo. Woo!